0: ...high school seniors from Justin at Infront Egg of Deer Creek. This is the Morning Sports Desk on KWAD. How's it going, Corey? Great, I think. Y- you think?
1: Yeah, sure, why not? It's as good as it could... It's Tuesday already.
0: It is. It's June tomorrow. We survived Memorial Day 2022. And by the way,
1: surviving Memorial Day 2022, not as easy as one would expect. What a mess yesterday.
0: That's got to be the most chaotic Memorial Day I uh, ever, ever in this listening area. Because not only did we have storms that ripped through multiple spots, like not just one area. There were a couple different spots that got hit hard. And also, there was a fire yesterday in Wadena that had to put the whole city in lockdown. And then you couple
1: that with just some of these extra things, like all the traffic that's coming home from Memorial Day, from just their Memorial Day coming home traffic, right? That's coming through town. And all those fire departments who have to work on that fire are also typically like your severe weather spotters. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're just like, nope, can't do that. Huge mass of fire to take care of. You know, I don't, I don't know if this is true. But yesterday I was sitting on my couch mm-hmm. and I thought I heard like what was a Memorial Day, like a twenty-one gun salute or something like that. I don't live that far from the cemetery. As a matter of fact, they're my neighbors. All those people. It's a very quiet neighborhood. It's great. So I hear, but. I'm starting to think that maybe and and hearing that maybe those were explosions that started the fire or as a result of the fire however that works um it just weird just a weird weird day yesterday and so far I haven't heard of anybody getting hurt in the storms in the fire which is always good anywhere which is Kind of incredible because it was a disaster yesterday.
0: It was just a mess. And by the way, thanks to all the EMS personnel who are out there, like Corey mentioned, taking care of the fire and then also the people who were out there uh, sp- uh, storm spotting and also the electrical workers getting power back up. We didn't have power at our place uh, last night for a while. So it so was great to get that back on. Your part of the world has been hammered.
1: Yeah, just Eagle, poor Eagle Bend. I, it, I think now a confirmed tornado goes through Eagle Bend. Had to have been. And, um, you know, the storm a couple weeks ago, like right through the heart of Eagle Bend as well. So,
0: yeah, Clarissa uh, had a tornado last month. Yeah, Eagle Bend got one. Uh, it's great. Actually, at my parents' house, they, they live pretty close. They live about in between birth and Eagle Bend. And yeah, they, they could see this big thing just moving in, and they said it was coming right for him, and it turned oh, no towards kidding. Eagle Bend that way. So it's it was insane yesterday. We drove through. There were down power lines. The Independent News Herald has some pictures up of downtown Eagle Bend and just yep. the mess there. It's on our Facebook page, on the KWAD Facebook page, if you yep. want to check that out.
1: I think I saw Old Wadena had a tornado, or if not a tornado, strong winds. I don't know if that's been confirmed. That campsite, uh, the Old Wadena... Um, Uh, pounded so yeah uh, a little bit of a hectic day here but you know it's already june tomorrow that's the other weird thing like why is all so this is may when all the we haven't even gotten to like the brunt of this summer storm
0: stuff yet it wasn't even warm and muggy outside yesterday no like if you didn't hear the weather people all weekend saying it was going to storm really bad you'd have had no idea like it, yeah. it just didn't feel like a storm was a brewing. It was uh, it was a weird
1: day. That's for that's for sure. Um, you got softball today. Big yes. softball game today.
0: Big softball game in Section Five A. Minaga takes on Malax in the winners bracket. Minaga has not lost yet in the Section Five A tournament, if I am correct. Yep. So it's a pretty big game now. If Minaga wins. They only play one game today. Correct. If they were to lose, they go into the elimination bracket. But Malax, as I found out through some research, looks to be a co-op between uh Onamia and one other school whose name escapes me oh, at the moment. Oh now uh, uh, Yes, you're right. It's Ona I'm gonna look this up now, but yeah. It's uh Section 5A softball from CLC and Brainerd. So hopefully, I've never seen the softball field there, but I'm guessing it's pretty nice.
1: Now, the last time I was there, was a, it's been a few years. Um, nice field. It's going to be, what I'll be interested in is if they put up a temporary fence. The last time I was there was to watch Sabika play a few years ago. Okay. And the fence at the time was like a collegiate 300 feet or something like that. It was... And I don't even think that's collegiate. I just think that's how far the fence was. And Sabika had, I want to say, no fewer than four fly balls that were caught at the fence of 300 feet. They were just pounded and ended up losing. They ended up losing that game because these 299-foot blasts, that would have been a home run on literally every single part park in the state of Minnesota, except for this one. Yeah. Um, that was a, that was a, not a happy, that was not a happy Sabika Trojan fan base that year. Yeah. They were not happy about that fields and, and rightfully so. Like, I don't think that's, you know, I think the fences are like between 180 and 210, like is the standard. Mm -hmm. And these fences were 300 feet and. Like they're no doubters. Ever they were almost no doubters at three hundred feet, but were caught for outs. So that was, that was a that was a weird that was a weird
0: game. Yeah. And by the way, uh, research. It looks to be uh, Isle and Onamia. Isle and Onamia should have been able to guess Isle. So
1: they play at one thirty. That game will be on one hundred five point nine FM, the Superstation. If Monaga wins, they play Thursday. Um, in what would be the section championship game. If they lose, they would play again this afternoon. And that game,
0: of course, we would cover as well. Yep. So moving on now to professional baseball. Uh, before we talk about the Twins, I got the story out of Oakland I want to share with you. Okay. So you know how the A's, they're a bad team. Uh, Oakland Coliseum is the worst stadium in baseball. Yep. Uh, All those things are true so far. Okay. So... If you go to one, you want a hot chocolate on a Northern California night? Sure, who wouldn't? Uh, well, it costs four dollars. Uh, and they give you a pack of Nestle hot cocoa mix, a cup of hot water, and you gotta mix it yourself. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, plastic spoon will cost you extra, by the way. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, uh, it's almost like the, it's almost like Oakland is intentionally trying to sour the fan base.
1: I, are they selling? Like, what's the, that wouldn't make sense. You want to sell a fan? You want to sell a broken team?
0: Are they moving with the What's the deal? You know, you know, I wonder. I just wonder if Oakland Oh, it looks like in the bottom here, Oakland is exploring a potential relocation to Las Vegas. Oh. Oh,
2: they're,
0: oh, they're trying to make all the fans mad so they won't show up to the ball games and then they can go, "Up, oh, see the fans don't care. It's their fault we're moving the team." Well,
1: you know what? They shouldn't care. Yeah, they shouldn't care. Those owners are Dumb, yeah. They're wrong. They're screwing over an entire fan base.
0: Yeah, let them leave. They didn't care about you that much, anyways. Get out of here. That's what they did with. By the way, Oakland loves the Raiders, and that's exactly what they did with the Raiders. Right. Like, leave. Fine. We'll get out of here then. Yeah, you maniacs. So, uh, if you want to uh, buy a pack of hot chocolate, four dollars, and you got to mix it yourself. Mix it with your finger (laughs) in the hot water of what's probably. Uh, hot tap water they didn't even boil it they just let the hot water run for a few seconds and put it in a cup sounds super gross probably uh super gross oakland a's baseball uh twins twins
1: tuesday 43 players have worn the number 16
0: okay is one currently
1: number 16 currently wearing number 16 Wow!
0: Uh,
1: I'll look it up. But. I can't think off the top of my head who would be wearing it. the The most recent, if there isn't a current, was uh Alex Avila who wore it in twenty twenty. So would we really have gone Bailey Ober?
0: Oh, this that's season. right. This that's season right, switched to sixteen.
1: He's like six ten. He looks so tall. He is super tall. Um, of course, Jason Kubel wore number 16. Yep. One of my, uh, all time favorites. He also wore number 13 when he had that second stint with the twins. Remember that? Weirdly enough. Um, Doug Minkavich, of course, wore number 16. M I E N T K I E W I C Z. And that's how you spell Minkavich. He was awesome. Tom Kelly wore the number 16 in 1975. Wow. Uh, and then the, the best name on the list. In 1931, a fellow by the name of Bump
0: Hadley. <laughs> that's that's an old timey baseball name. So that's your Twins Tuesday and the number 16. Bump Hadley. That was the bump, bump. If he wasn't a pitcher, I don't know what the hell he was even doing. Old Bump Hadley is on the bump today for the old <laughs> Washington Senators as they get down to Griffith Stadium at the ballpark. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's an old timey baseball name. Uh, I will give it to you. So that's our uh, number game. On Twins Tuesday. One last thing for our Twins Tuesday before we wrap it up. The Twins need an off day. Like, bad. Yeah. They are struggling. They're having trouble putting away the Tigers and the Royals right now. Yep. They're, I mean, if you look at their record, by the way, over the last week. So, like, if you start from Monday, they're playing, they're, what, three and, they're four and four. Okay. Four and th- Yeah, 4-4 four and four over the last eight games. That's not bad. It's not like they're losing. They haven't lost like five in a row or anything. But, man, is watching some of these Twins games been brutal when they can't figure out ways to score. And, by the way, Carlos Correa now goes on the COVID list. Royce Lewis was called up Sunday and within 12 hours was on the 10-day injured list after crashing into the wall. Something that... playing center
1: field. Doing the thing that the guy he was playing for does all the time.
0: Yeah, what it's, a
1: cursed position.
0: Just, I mean, it's everything. And by the way, uh, he played what, like two games in center field before getting called back up to St. Uh, from St. Paul. What was I? I don't know. I they called him up a little quick to think that he probably couldn't have just picked it up on his own.
1: Nah, I mean, I don't. Level. I don't agree with that part. I don't agree with calling him up quick just because we all. We all wanted him up. Yeah. Like, nobody wanted him to be sent down in the first place. And the argument was, can't he learn how to play these positions while he's up here? So I don't necessarily fully agree with they called him up too soon. We wanted him up here in the first place.
0: No, I'm saying they could, they should have just left him up. Yes.
1: Yes, that's fair. Like, totally fair.
0: I think they sent him down and I think he just continued to hit the cover off the ball. And I think they're like, well, we can't not bring him up. Especially because he did provide a spark. I mean, that was a great catch. And
1: offensively, they've been, they've been bad. I know, I've been saying this, I, I, I'm gonna toot my own horn here just for a quick second. Okay. I've been saying this since the beginning of the season. This team keeps winning despite the fact that they're not playing great and they're hurt all the time and they keep putting wins and I said, I don't know what that means, but this is a huge red flag, and this red flag is flapping in the wind pretty hard right now.
0: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. They have a we'll, the Twins' depth, which they've been struggling with, will really be tested today. They got a split doubleheader going on this afternoon and tonight on KWAD. They don't have an off day until Monday next week. They've been playing since the twentieth. No, this is a five-game series in Detroit with a doubleheader today. They have another stretch like this. I mean, there's. They have so many stretches of 10 plus games this season because of the lockout shortened year. It's ridiculous. So they're going to have to figure out how to play these long stretches because they're brutal when they have to play in them. Uh, there's a stat that I have. Uh, I did my own research yesterday. So I want to point out this stat that I dug up about the twins and their schedule. The, they have, they've only had five scheduled days off through the first two months of the season. Last year it was seven. And that see that doesn't seem like a lot. But it really does when you have one extra day a month. Because that's, you know, every couple weeks you get an extra day off. And I know it's just a game. I know they're just ball players, But sometimes those days off and to rest and heal, especially for the pitchers, is huge. Especially because the Twins are very top-heavy in the bullpen. Uh, if you look at uh, uh, built... I mean, there's built-in doubleheaders this season. There wasn't the year before. Um, the Twins... Last season had five stretches of 10 plus games between off days. This year that's seven. So it's a lot of games that they're having to play because of the lockout and it's really going to test them because when the twins are in the middle of these stretches, they do not play well. So we'll see how that develops over the course of the regular season. That being said, by the way, the twins are still on a 90 win pace. So while these are red flags, they're still winning ball games. They still have a four and a half game lead in the division. And it's still only in early June. There's a lot of baseball left to be played. We'll figure out how good the Twins really are as the season goes on. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, the 31st of May.
2: Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lexio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, <laughs> Nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack, and with Lectio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lectio and glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at LecVio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about LecVio. That's L-E-Q-B-I-O. Lower, longer, LecVio. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would.